Get ready for takeoff in five, four, three, two, one. Look who's rapping now with your host, the baddest man in the podcast land, Artiste Cologne. All right, y'all. Good evening. Good evening. Tonight is your girl, Your Good Karma, coming to you live. The boss let me in the seat. I don't know why, but we here. And joining me tonight and every night, of course, is one of my favorite people, our producer. That's my DJ. Hey, Mr. Hey, Boo. Hey, what's up? How, what's you up? Doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing over there? I am nervous as hell, but we got this. <laughs> hey, Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us on the line, he checking to make sure we don't blow it up, okay? <laughs> RT Stay Cologne, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad, I'm glad you let me on your show tonight. <laughs> if you want to let the people be- y'all heard them right it's my show now you go mute uh, just for that <laughs> listen I am doing good tonight tonight guys we're going to switch gears a little bit I think I don't know if this is the first time the show has done it but since I've been doing it this is a topic that we really haven't covered in its seriousness we usually talk about dating we cut up we laugh we joke um, and we're going to do that tonight as well but tonight we're also going to talk about mental health issues why they're important and to raise awareness um it's holiday season when people are supposed to be happy and enjoy it sometimes they're not especially around these times and it could be for a lot of different reasons right um they might have lost a loved one this is their first holiday without them they might have to work um they might need to get their kids toys or whatever the case may be uh, mental health is a big issue not only every day but especially around the holidays so we're going to raise some awareness you ready boom i'm ready all righty. So for those of you that don't know, mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. So mm. I think a lot of people think that um, mental health is usually psychological, right? Nobody ever adds the emotional aspect in it. And if your emotions are being affected, you have to know that your mental is being affected. Um, people usually celebrate mental uh, health awareness in May. But again, like I said, I think you should do it every day every month, every hour sometimes. Sometimes it gets so real, you have to do something every hour to keep your mental health and your emotional uh, wellness on par. And again, no matter if you're a woman, a man, white, black, purple, your culture, it doesn't matter. We all go through a lot of things daily, not to mention we're in a global pandemic that can affect our mental health, especially our children. So the first question I want to pose to the chat and also to you, Mr. Boom, um, when is the first time you learned about mental health issues and how old were you? Uh, I'm trying to think. The first time I heard anything about mental health, you know, as far as like being addressed, I was already an adult. You know, as a child, you hear somebody's crazy, they ain't right in the head, but you don't hear it being addressed as mental health. Like, you know, they, they didn't take care of their mental health. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, when somebody mentioned it, it sounds like, they made poor choices. Now they're crazy in the head, you know? But right. like, I have a lot of friends now that always talk about mental health and, you know, getting therapy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a therapist myself, but I kind of okay. get some therapy through my friends because they kind of share their best uh, practices or, you know, some of the value information they got from their therapist. 
And in some cases, I can apply that to my life. Okay. So when you say you were an adult, at what age? Was it like in I your 30s say, and your probably 20s? Like, probably uh, late 20s is when I first started thinking or like listening about mental health. Because anything prior to my 20s was deemed crazy, you know? Definitely so, deemed crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Now, when I was about five, we were living in California and me and my sister were outside playing tetherball. That's how old we are. Shut up, y'all. And we were outside playing tetherball and y'all out of nowhere. And again, I'm a five year old child. This man looked like a big old man. And y'all, he was butt naked in the yard, like running towards me and my sister, like, y'all got to help me. Y'all got to help me. And when I tell y'all, that was like the scariest thing. Like my parents came out the house, my aunties and them. Now, I'm not going to lie. They kind of jumped them a little bit, <laughs> you know, because they was trying to protect us. But he was just deemed crazy. Like the way they even handled him. I know they were trying to protect us. He was just deemed crazy. And like you said, growing up, people that, you know, acted in ways that we didn't understand, we literally just called them crazy. It wasn't until I was about 26 or 27 when I learned about mental health issues and like I started putting things together back then I was like, man, maybe that guy was just mentally ill and he needed help, you know? Yeah. I mean, now, yes, yeah, an adult, definitely. But looking back, you're like, yeah, man, crazy. Because anybody with a mental problem was then, you know, crazy instead of, you know, trying to figure out the roof cost of what was going on. So let me ask you this. Do you think that we're better at calling people crazy or not? I'm going to say no, but what do you think? Uh, I feel like now as an adult, uh, instead of just saying somebody's crazy, it'll be more like, uh, you know, I'm not sure what's going on, but they should get some help, you know? Like, cause it's like, cause you know, I think when you say crazy, you feel like there's no coming back. Right. So they don't made it to the point of no return. But if somebody's having mental problems, then getting the proper help, it, they can like reverse whatever it is that they're going through. So I wouldn't just put them in the whole crazy category. I would more so be like, they need to get some help, you know, in hopes that they do get some professional help and they can overcome whatever obstacles they're going through, or whatever demons they're facing at that moment. So do you think it's a demon or is it just mental health? Are, are we I think, I think that I as think a scapegoat? I think it's a mental health thing, but then in some cases people refer to demons that they're fighting. So I'm like, man, whatever it is that you think, whatever you think it is, just get some help. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to speak your language so that you can get the help that you need. You know, got you. Call it you what know, you want, just get the help. <laughs> um, I think that, um, and I can only speak for people that I know. I think that they use a demon thing, like I talked about last week. How they use a devil thing. Sometimes it's not demons. Sometimes it's not spiritual. You just really probably have a chemical imbalance in your mind or there's something mm -hmm. going on with you that you need help. And if it is demons, why you ain't went and got no exorcist? You know what I'm saying? So I think that I don't still think that we do a good job um, when it comes to mental health at all. So the next question I'm going to ask is how would you rate your mental health on a scale of one to ten and why? Before we go to that to that question, do you want to see if sure. anybody else in the chat, you know, when was the first time they heard about mental health? You know, see sure. if it's just me, you know, like a grown man, first time thinking about mental health. What about y'all in the chat? You know, when was the first time you became aware of your mental health? You know, no pressure. I'll just, jump. Okay, I'll go jump ahead. In there. Yeah, I'll right. jump in. Oh, 
I'll tell you what, honestly, the first time I even heard the term mental health, I had to be like probably 30 years old. You know what I mean? Like, so it's fresh for me because uh, mental health wasn't, it wasn't called that. You know, it was called crazy. You know, like, that's, that's what we called people that we did not understand. We called them crazy. You know, before there was autism, before there was different things, you know, we would just say, well, that one just ain't right. Or, you know, we had all different kind of phrases to describe people. And I just think, you know, from my generation, you know, mental health is, is fairly good. You know, and I don't think it became, uh, I hate to say this, I don't think it became a thing that people even wanted to talk about until it started to affect a certain sector of the population. Then mental health became, you know, this thing that we need to all look out for and, and take care of. But before that, you know, it, when it was, you know, the crack epidemic in the 80s and, you know, things like that, you know, it was war on drugs. But, you know, when mm-hmm. other people started getting addicted, now it's mental health. You know, we need right. to look out for mental health because it's prescription medication instead of, you know, street prescribed medication. Right, right. And that it's so different. And uh, I didn't want to add that toxic element to it, but, you know, I just felt like it had to be addressed, you know. But it's true. So it's true. So when you you turn 30s, however old you are now, I think you're like 50. Have you done done better? (laughs) Have you done better with you addressing mental health yourself personally? Or have you just noticed it and then that's it? I would say I am more aware than I am, um, I guess, prepared. You know, I'm aware of mental health. I know it is it is a thing, you know, but it still is kind of new. Uh, I, I like to live on level in personal development and stuff like that, so I don't know if you can call that, you know, mental health. But, uh, you know, I, I look out for my wealth and my peace, you know, and I don't know if peace qualifies for mental health, but... Definitely. Very, you know, I, I, I guard it with the iron gate. You know, I got to protect my peace at all times. All times. At all times. At all times. And I, I see that we got Carly Mack in the chat. You know, Carly Mack has her own podcast that y'all should definitely check out. Hey, Carly. Singulation. Singulation. What's up, Carly Mack? Yeah. Hey, Carly. <laughs> How you doing, girl? Listen, if y'all are in the chat and y'all want to call in and talk about anything mental health, we welcome y'all to call in. We're definitely not trying to trigger anybody at all. Again, we're just trying to raise awareness. And the question that we posed is, at what age, if you can remember, um, were you when you realized what mental health actually was and it wasn't deemed crazy? At any time, you can drop it in the chat or you can call in. Oh, you are so welcome, Carly. So we're going to move to the next question. So how would you rate your mental health on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the healthiest and why? Uh, I would say for me, it would probably be, I want to, I want to put myself at a seven, you know, and the reason why I put myself at a seven is because I'm not seeing a professional right now. I feel like I'm fine. Most of the time. That's what they know. all say. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I can't put myself at a 10. Like, I really was going to be like, man, I'm at a 10, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, realistically, I don't think that I could be at a, 10, at a 10 without professional help, you know? So I'm saying at a 7, 
Because, like, you know, I can tell you all the right things, but I can easily black out, you know what I'm saying, and just throw it black all out. If Yeah, I feel like if somebody was pissing me off enough, I could probably snap, you know what I'm saying? So Not going to be on an I, episode of <laughs> So the fact that that's even a thing, you know, I can't put myself higher than a seven. But, you know, I can, I can walk away and avoid a lot of altercations, but I can also see that if push enough, I can lose, you know? Okay, so. we have we have a like a bug in the chat that says she's at a six and she still has work to do. Carly Mac says she's definitely a strong seven because it's the holidays and being overwhelmed with life. Carly, we definitely just made that um point that it is the holidays and people get overwhelmed during the holidays the most uh with their mental health. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. It depends on the day that you talk to me on whether I can give it a number or not. <laughs> there might be some days that I'm at a six. There might be some days I feel like a 10. There might be some days where I'm at a two and I'm going to just sleep today because it's too much going on. Uh, I don't think there's ever a time that I have consistently have a 10 again, just because of life, even in times that I have been to therapy and I love therapy, I go on and off because it's very expensive. Um, you know, <laughs> life, it get, is, get, get, it's get bad. Get your GoFundMe, get your GoFundMe. Look, look, you got enough money for the both of us. Uh, hey, don't say that. I'm going to come on missing. Don't say that. Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. My bad. To, to, the only, to that OnlyFans account. The only Man, thing, right? well, actually, that's for the BBL I'm trying to get, so it can't go into therapy. You know what I'm saying? You gotta wait. <laughs> I'm just saying, you gotta know where to spend the money, you know? So, what about you, RT State? Where is your mental health on a scale of one to 10? Listen, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I, my personal belief, I'm going to say like an eight and a half. And here's why I'm going to say that. Ooh, come on, you know healthy mind. Here's why I'm going to say that. I allow myself to feel every emotion in life. You know, like, I'm pretty emotionally aware. So that helps me to be, you know, like, you know, I, I can't say mentally stable. Because, you know, I allow myself to feel sad. If I'm sad, I'll cry. You know, when I identify happiness, I have a, you know, definition of it. So I can be happy. You know, I know how to seek it out. I know how to find it. I know how to hold on to it. And troublesome things happen, you know, and you know, I allow myself to feel those things too, you know. But as far as you know, help is concerned, I would say, man, I'm a strong eight and a half. That's the only, only place I would say I, you know, I would do my own. But you know, like you, on and off with the therapy, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. expensive, it's it pretty is expensive for sure. It, it yeah, costs. a costs. lot of money, yeah. And I'm like, you know what, I can do it sometimes. But not all the time. Then one time I had a therapist. She was like, you want to come twice a week? I literally said to her, I was like, I'm that bad. Or are you trying to get the money? Like, <laughs> what, what What? are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> you heard what she said the first time. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I was trying to really, you know, like, girl, I know you know how much I'm paying you. Why would you tell me to come twice a week? Is it about the coin or am I really that messed up? Carly has a question. Why do you guys believe it's taboo for our people to seek therapy versus venting to family and friends? Boom. You want to uh, catch that question? Uh, yeah, I can give it a stab. As far as it being okay. taboo, uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, I think she's basically saying our people like um, 
uh, our culture, black people, um, when you're going through things and things are happening, like when you have that crazy uncle, right? Mm -hmm. It's what happens in this house stays in this house. You know, gotcha. so when something traumatic happens to us, we don't go seek therapy. We got to talk to a maman. We got to talk to our parents. We got to talk to our friends because we're not allowed to tell our business. Black people look at telling our business as a bad thing. So she's asking, why um, do you know, do you have a reason as to why it's like that for us? Why don't we normalize I guess, therapy? I guess probably because uh, some families probably feel like they already on the radar as far as like not being close to perfect. So you got to think about it. Back in the days, you was trying to be a family of a certain standard, you know what I'm saying? So you can get certain jobs and any anything that happened would have just, you know, ruined your career and all this other thing. So I feel like it might have been a old like mentality to where it's like, you know, nothing leaves this house. You know what I'm saying? We argue, we fight, but nothing leaves the house. You know, what happened in the house stays in the house type of thing. And... I mean, it's a bad mentality to have, but then you got to think about, you know, how things were back then. You have to be this, you know, like up class family to be treated with some dignity and respect. So, you know, I think that, that stuff kind of just bleed over, you know, generation to generation. Yeah. You know, I, uh, Carly, that was a great question. And I really wish I had an answer as to why our people as a whole do not seek therapy. I think I would give it a couple of things, right? Um, you know, I remember growing up, if something couldn't be afforded, I would be given another reason as to why I couldn't do it. And the reason made sense to me other than we can't afford it, right? I think um, we have to realize a lot of black people out here are in poverty. Therapy is not really readily available. It is expensive. Like for me, it would be $75 a visit. Like, girl, I can go get some seafood with this and be just as happy. And my mental health will be on a 10 while I'm eating the seafood. Right. So I think that's <laughs> one. I'm just saying, you know, like that would be one um, of my reasons. It's too expensive. I think, too, we have strides to make when it comes to mental health, period. Uh, black people are already different. Um, in a good way. You know, we express ourselves differently. Um, and sometimes when somebody is crazy, we'll just write it off for whatever reason, because I think we are so different in so many ways. Um, I or turn it into a joke, you know? Right. That's like another way of coping with issues is making fun of it. Absolutely. Making fun of it. Like, oh, you know, I mean, he just, he just crazy, but meaning in a playful way. But no, he's really crazy. He really throw it in the game and mm -hmm. he needs some help. Um, right. Like a bug says, outside of cost, she thinks it's pride. Mm. I can see that too. That's another one. Listen, when you go to, I don't know how, how many of you have been to a therapist, but the first time you sit in front of them, she looks at, well, mine looked at me and said, I can commit you to the hospital if I feel like you're a threat or a danger. And immediately I wanted to run out of that office. Like, girl, you got me messed up. <laughs> so, like, you know, you don't want to be deemed crazy. Like, you know, I don't know what I could say in here. Like, it's intimidating. So I think the pride of it is a lot because it is looked down upon um, in our community. RT, say, what you think? I'm going to have to agree with you there as far as it being a, a pride issue. And I apologize to you all for the audio. I'm not over the road. But um, it is a big pride issue because the minute that you get in there, you know, and you tell someone about it, 
you know, people automatically look at you like, yep, he got problems, you know, yeah. or, or he or she got issues. And it, it, you know, no one wants to be judged. And uh, right. I do agree with you about the, the the therapy thing. Like, you know, once you get in there and they tell you that, <laughs> you know, you can be committed based on the things that you're saying here. Right. You're like, yo, I thought this was a safe space. <laughs> yeah. And, like, what right. are you doing here? You know, <laughs> now I got to watch what I tell you. Like, this is why people talk yeah. to their friends, you know, and get counseling from their friends. The only issue with that, and I, I don't knock people going and get, you know, advice and counsel from your friends. It's just chances are, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So, you know, mm. if you're dealing with something, you know, whether it be financial issues, uh, mental health issues, uh, relationship issues, your chances are you're in a friend group that's not doing too much better, you know, than your than yourself. You know, so to go to these people and especially to get advice from somebody that you don't want your life to mirror, mm-hmm. you know, like, oof, that'd be careful with that. You know, if you get relationship advice from somebody who's, you know, bad with relationships, you know, probably shouldn't do that. You know, <laughs> right. you know, you, you talk to a therapist for that reason. They, they're good at these things, you know, and they specialize they are. in different, different areas and stuff like that. And I do think it's worth the money. You know, it's, it it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it, but it ain't cheap. No, so. and anytime, anytime that I've went to a therapist, I've always tried to go to someone who looks like me. I know that sounds bad, but um, I just think we as a people, we go through a lot. And sometimes when you talk to other cultures and races, they just don't get it. And um, I always wanted to make sure I talked to somebody who knew the things that I was feeling and how I would react don't tell me that i'm being aggressive when it is just passion i think that's something that our people uh, struggle with as well um the next question i want to pose to everyone in the chat if you could um give me a time or a disorder that you know that you have um suffered from whether it was depression whether it was anxiety have you ever put a name on when your mental health was at its lowest, whether you were a parent and, you know, maybe you were a new mom and you didn't realize you had postpartum. Maybe you were a new dad and felt left out and you got depressed. Or maybe, you know, um, you just going through the hustle and bustle of life and you didn't know what it was called. Can you put a name on it right now? What about you, boo? I don't think I can think of one right now. Uh... At all? No, I think, I mean, I don't know if it was anxiety or what, but one time I was at a friend's house and there was like, it was a whole lot of smoke in the building. And then when I left there, I felt like I couldn't breathe, but I don't know if it was because there was so much smoke in the air <laughs> or if I was just nervous about being high or something. So I was like, I don't know. Like, I think that might have been just like a me, my mind tripping. Like, man, I'm high. I don't know what's happening, but... I don't know. I can't really. You can't put a name on it? Nah. Well, we got some responses in the chat. Angel says, when I first got diagnosed with my autoimmune illness, she was so messed up. Listen, when your health takes a toll, it will definitely affect your um, mental health. So what would you call it, Angel? Would you call it depression, anxiety, or what? We have Like a Bug that says, I was diagnosed with mixed anxiety and depression after being triggered working at Vanderbilt, working with uh, lab mice. Oh, wow. That should have been fun. And then we have FTA that says anxiety. So I will give y'all a quick story. When I was about, 
I want to say maybe 26 to 27. Every time I would lay down at night, I swore up and down that my heart was skipping a beat. I was like, I am dying. I am having a heart attack. I'm going to the doctor. So I went to the cardiologist. Now things were going on in my life at that time. I went to the cardiologist and at first they were concerned, like you're too young to have these problems. They made me wear a monitor for 24 hours. I had them little pads on my chest. I had to come back, get an ultrasound on my heart. I had to go back and run on a treadmill on an incline. I am not a runner, okay? So I thought <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, they must be seeing something for all these tests, right? They put me through all this. I am dying. I have a heart condition. I go back for the final result. That is correct. FTA was a stress test. I go back, my doctor comes in, he has like a little clipboard, he pulls me a little prescription pad note out and it says, you're healthy, stop worrying, you have anxiety. I like to <laughs> fail out of my seat. Y'all know how much that anxiety cost me with all them tests? A lot of money, but really? I wasn't... <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I it cost me so much money to have anxiety and it's because I didn't know what was going on with me. And I had felt like that maybe in the past year, but it had got bad and it was panic attacks and anxiety. So whoever is out there, it might not be that serious. You really may be going through like depression and anxiety. Um, Don DeLacy says he have, he has a similar story. DeLacy, please call in and let us know what your similar story is. Does anybody else have a similar story where you were going through something and you didn't know how to identify it at the time, but now you know, now you know it's anxiety or depression or some mental health issue. DeLacy, thanks for calling in. What you got? Uh, sorry, y'all. I don't know how this sounds because I'm driving. But, oh, you uh, good. Oh, you good. But now, like, this, it was crazy because it's the same story happened to me. I was, but I didn't know what, what was triggering it. And I was uh, stressed out and depressed a lot when I was younger. Um, But I just remember it was winter and I was driving because I was living in Pulaski, Tennessee at the time. And I was driving to Columbia. And I don't even remember why I was driving. I don't know if it was going to see a girl or what, but. I don't know that I didn't actually make it because I, I went up to Columbia and I made it to a particular highway. And I think it was actually the same day I ran into, uh, I slid in some ice and I ran into a cop car. But, they, you know, that made it, that made the day worse. But anyway, I got past that and I just kept feeling like I couldn't, I, got, I kept feeling hot and I was breathing heavy. Like I just couldn't catch me. So I was like, man, nah, I don't feel right. So I, I turned around and went back, started to head back home. The next thing you know, I started having a tingling in my nose. Like my fingers which had a tingling feeling, and my nose had a tingling feeling, and then it spread into my face. Then I just started like, I don't know, it's the worst feeling in the world because I literally felt like one, I was gonna die one or two ways because I started speeding. And this is and keep in mind, it had snow, so it was ice on the road. And I started speeding because I felt like if I don't get to a hospital, I'm going to die. So I'm like, I'm going to die one or two ways. I'm either going to die of a heart attack or I'm going to die from crashing this car off a, off a, a ledge. And I oh, wow. thankfully made it to a hospital. And the receptionist was pissing me off because I guess she knew what it was, but I didn't because I'm really pacing and crying. I'm pacing and crying, talking about, please put me somewhere because I feel like I'm going to die. I don't know what to do and I can't catch my breath. 
And I was just like, it was just the worst feeling in the world. Mm, mm, and, mm, mm, mm. and I finally got back there. And all I did was get for prescribe me some Xanax. And that was, he, he told me, he was like, you just having a, a panic attack. And I was just like, bruh. But at the time, I ain't gonna lie, I was young. And I didn't know, I'm like, bro, what the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <When I got mine. laughs> um, but I ended up like looking it up. And I, I eventually started to understand it. And I got better at it. And I, I think I've, out of my life, though, I've had, I've had more than one panic attack, though. I've had at least four that I can remember. But I haven't had one in years. Um, I finally got to a point where mentally I was able to understand what it really was, and I was able to stop having it. Well, that's good. Well, that's I'm glad, glad that, I'm glad that, that you're able you know, to get through it and identify it. That is very, very important, important to be able to identify it, you know? Um, I want to read some of the uh, comments that we have in the chat because I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, FTA says there is a real stigma in the black community in terms of receiving help or support for many reasons and cost being a main factor, resources coming second and fear coming third. You better come through with the uh, the categories. <laughs> and then they also say, I believe I was depressed in the 11th and 12th grade. I had a panic attack one day at work due to a stressful environment. Carly says she has experienced this several times. So let me ask everybody the next question. When it comes to work, why do you all feel if if you have had this situation? Um, I know like a bug says she had it um, and now FTA. Why at work do you feel like you let it push you to have a mental health issue? Is it just the livelihood at the time? Why do you feel like you weren't strong enough to walk away? Boom. Have you ever had a situation where you were at work and extra stress where it affected your mental health? Uh, yeah, I, I have. And I have walked away from uh a very comfortable job in the past because I, I didn't feel appreciated and I feel like I was just working too much just for a little recognition and I left it. And, you know, we still have a relationship, you know, to this day, just not a boss-employee relationship anymore. But sometimes uh, we put up with more than we should at work because we're trying to maintain our livelihood and not be out here trying to figure out where the money going to come from next time. So yeah. we put ourselves through that because, you know, hey, the bills ain't going to stop coming. So if somebody pisses you off at work and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm out. Then you got to figure you're going you're gonna to be more stressed out trying to figure out where you're, how you're going to pay your bills next day. You know, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck, like you need that check and you need to keep coming in consistently. <laughs> so, yeah, back Absolutely. then, I, you know, I, I was there until I couldn't handle it no more. Then I was like, all right, I'm out. I didn't even do no two-week notice. I was just done. You got to go. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the crazy thing about it is after I left, I had enough money saved up to where I was like, you know what? I can go without working for six months to a year and be fine. But I got bored. Like, I didn't work for two months. And then I was like, mm -hmm. all my friends at work <laughs> while I'm at home doing nothing. <laughs> like, it gets boring. You think you don't want to have a Because he got money. Taking six plan. months off just no. because. No, 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 no. I didn't plan on taking six months. I had saved oh. up enough to take care of my bills for gotcha. six months. This is way back in the days where the bills were not but ten dollars. You know what I'm man, saying? Man, I miss them, man. <laughs> I miss them. We need so, like a throwback year where they give us man. throwback gas and rent and man. all that. 
Throwback Bills with today's pain. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. But yeah, but you let's know, do it. if you if you let the job, they will run you crazy. They That's will why you gotta you. know how to have a good work life balance. What I tell people is, you know, you can't sacrifice everything for a job because the second you drop dead, they're gonna hire somebody else to do your job. Easily. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Even Absolutely. when you quit that day. When you walked out, they were good to go. Uh like a bug is on the line. Like a bug, what you got? Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? Um, when I worked at Vanderbilt, I my goal was to get into a graduate program and I needed research experience. So I was trying to like take care of these mice and then get into the research lab which would have been worse, I would have been poking and prodding the mice. Well, I just, I stayed there for four months, four months longer than I should have. Um, and it got to the point that I was having a panic attack every time I walked in that door. I didn't know what it was. All I knew was I was just crying and kneeling and just, I just fell to the floor. Like my knees would just give out in the middle of me <sighs> doing work. Um, and so I, I was, it was to the point that I had one one day and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm leaving. I had no, <laughs> I had no bag of job. I was just like, I'm leaving. And from that point on, I never let a job compromise my mental health. Any job that I felt like was ruining my peace. Now, jobs can be stressful at times, but right. when it's like a consistent and it's messing with my mental health, and I have no peace when I walk in that door, I'm not staying. I will not stay. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I think people stay because, um, you know, they have bills to pay. You know, they have obligations at home, and they want to keep that money in. But at the same time, it's like, is it worth my mental health? Is it worth my peace? Um, you know, my boss made a comment today. He was like, "Oh, you know, one day you'll be manager." I said, "Not right now. Not anytime <laughs> soon. I want my peace." I was like, "You don't get no peace. You work sixty hours a week on salary. Not me, boo boo." So I will wait. Salary is bullcrap. Don't ever do it. I'm on Don't salary, but I work the 37.5 or less a week because <laughs> <laughs> of baby. But yeah, so it's um. I think for me, it's I need my peace of mind. I went through too much to go back to something that would ruin my peace. And look, that's and the truth. You have to keep your peace. Because sometimes when you're on these jobs, you literally have to stay. Um, you know, it's good that y'all were in positions where you could leave. But a lot of people are in positions where they have to stay. If they don't go to work, the bills don't get paid. The bread don't get buttered. The baby needs some shoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel for those people that are in those situations. But like Mr. Boom said, it's not worth it. Especially right now, it is a worker's market. These people need people to work. So yeah. if you have a job where they are doing too much, walk out. I promise you they're going to call you back or they're going to straighten it. <laughs> if they don't, they don't, you go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Um, also, um, also, where people where are able to work from home. And um, that's even more peaceful. Working from home is definitely a blessing. Angel says... I did that at Dollar General. This heifer was stressing me, and I and I took a pay cut to come help her with her store. She walked out peacefully. <laughs> Look, you have to. No notice, no nothing. Your mental health is extra important. So the next thing I want to ask everybody, have you ever been in a situation, we all talked about ourselves, right? Have you ever been in a situation where somebody else that was close to you 
or you were around them and they were having a mental health episode? Were you able to help them? Were you able to identify it? What happened if so? Boom, do you have a story like that? Run that by me one more time. I was out here doing sure. some quality control on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, producer. So, hey, I was you know. <laughs> so I was asking, you know, we've all talked about ourselves, but have mm -hmm. you ever been around somebody where they were maybe having a mental health uh, episode, an issue, and were you able to identify it or were you able to help at all? Uh, hmm. Here recently, uh, a friend was a friend stopped by, right? The friend, the friend called me with some like, "Hey, can I borrow your driveway so I can do something to my car?" And I was like, "Cool, you know." But like prior to that, some stuff was mentioned that made me kind of question their mental health, you know. But you know, I figure that when somebody is like, if somebody's saying stuff that doesn't make sense to you, right? And they know it doesn't make sense because they're like, man, what I'm saying doesn't make any sense, but I'm for real, you know? And mm -hmm. then like, we spoke on face and they kept saying the same thing and they were trying to show me some of the things that they were thinking that they were seeing and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I allowed my friend to come over and I was trying to just like communicate, speak and stuff like that. But I was able to like, uh, what you call it, firsthand witness like somebody going through a mental episode and it was so sad and I couldn't do anything about it but the only thing I did was make the suggestion that you know maybe you can go check yourself in and just tell them what you told me you know but I didn't say like you know like the one thing that you don't want to do is tell somebody that they you know like you crazy or that don't make no sense you know what I'm saying because right. you already feel like what you're saying doesn't make any sense and nobody's gonna believe you that's you know so you don't want to talk to nobody. So I was like, man, just uh, go to the hospital and tell him what you told me. And, you know, they're going to help you out. And he was like, man, they're going to try to keep me. And I was like, if they try to keep you, it's probably for your best. You know what I'm saying? And right. I, I'm hoping that he did, you know, follow through and went and checked himself in. Like, part of me is like, I should hit him up and be like, hey, how's everything going? But I don't want it to be like, I don't want it to come off as an invite to come back over here, you know? Right, right. Because, well, I, like, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, boo. No, go ahead. Not because you know while my friend was over here, a lot of things that was like it was kind of like uh, some sort of paranoia, you know, mm. like and that you have to be up. careful with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. a car pulled up and I heard like a loud muffler. My friend was like, "You hear that? You hear that? See, have you heard that before?" And then like I got some stuff around the house and there was like a little mind clicking noise. I was like, what's that noise? You know, you hear that? You hear that? Like, like the ear, the ears were very sensitive to every type of noise, and like I started listening to noise that I never heard before because, you know, I'm here minding my business, you know. But it's like any little, every little noise that I heard was being brought up and mentioned. Like, have you heard that before? Have you heard that before? You know, and I was mm. like, wow. Poor so then guy. it, it, it kind of left me like wondering, like, am I tripping? You know, yeah. is this this normal? So then, like the next day. Now, now, now I'm listening more to what's going on around me and I'm hearing the same stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's normal. But my friend was feeling like, like you know, he was being followed by some people. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Go <laughs> go to the hospital and talk to them. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. they can help you out. Yeah, man. Crazy stuff. 
Um, I'll tell a quick story that um, about myself where I was dating someone. He was my boyfriend and he was very depressed, um, depressed about just life, um, how he grew up, his mother not being there, all kind of stuff. And when I tell you like every couple of months, he would get so depressed and like suicidal and all this other kind of stuff. And I made the mistake of thinking I could love him through it again at the time, not knowing what uh, mental health issues were. And um, it just really got to a point that it started taking a toll on my mental health, just being around it all the time. Like, you know, I would always, I'm usually a bubbly person and I would always try to, you know, make him happy, feel whatever voice he had. And just for him to always be depressed. I now know that is mental health, but um, going through it, I didn't. And, and to anybody out there that's trying to love someone through it, you cannot. They need to seek help. You need to tell them to go get help. It doesn't mean you love them any less or anything like that. You have to tell them to um, go get help. Uh, FTA says they want to add to the question. If it's not a friend, have you ever experienced something close like that? Um, like that with a close family member? Um, me, not a family member, but definitely that boyfriend. I'll never um, forget that. I tried to love him through all those depressive episodes and it was nothing that me or anybody else could have done to help him. He had to go get the help himself. Um, and I learned that a hard lesson after that. Like it was a good lesson, but it was a hard lesson. Um, you know, you can't love anybody through anything. They have to want to do it for themselves. Does anybody else want to answer that question? Have you have have you ever been through something like that with a close family member where you know they have uh, mental health issues? I had an experience. Um, it was with my daughter. I recognized that she was having an intense irritability moment, like where you <laughs> where you, it's like a feeling of just hardness in your stomach, like you could literally just fight anybody in your sight. Um, and I've dealt with that too. And so I saw it and I said, I want you to count to 10. I want you to take deep breaths and I want you to pray. Beautiful. And, you know, I don't know about everybody else's beliefs, but for, for us, I was like, every time I feel like I'm just, I'm at my wits end, I can throw things, I can break things. And, you know, cause there's a way to release that type of irritability. But if you don't know yeah. how to, uh, and you're not in a situation where you can maybe, you know, punch a punching bag or something. I was like, count to 10, take deep breaths and pray. And she did it. And she came back tomorrow and she said, mom, I feel so much better. So that was my experience. That's awesome. That is awesome. And you gave great advice, especially when dealing with kids. I think um, a lot of people have to know as well. Kids are dealing with a lot of mental health issues. They probably always have. But I think we're seeing it more and more and more where, I mean, kids at the age of like six and seven are, you know, harming themselves. Uh, welcome, Seth. Uh, Seth, we are talking about uh, mental health issues and awareness. Uh, and the question that we're posing, um, have you dealt with someone in your family that's close to you that has uh, dealt with mental health issues? And how did you handle it? Uh, boom. Anybody in your family? That had that. Don't put Artiste on the spot. I know y'all feel it. You know, don't give him. It. You know, <laughs> we got a we got a caller on the line. Let's see. Let's, let's All right, caller. Caller, you by the caller. <laughs> <laughs> give me your name so I can stop calling you FTA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? Okay. 
Okay, light hitting. Are you there? To get connected. Oh man, call back caller. Are they connected? Not right now. I didn't show and connected. Oh, the oh, call just ended. ended. Oh yeah, man. Boy, I wonder okay, why. it's okay. Don't be scared, even if you sound crazy. Uh -huh. <laughs> probably sound, probably sound like SpongeBob. Some, you know, <laughs> sound like Barry White. Ranting <laughs> now. Hey, okay, how you, you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you now. What's your name? Um, it's Shay. Hi, Shay. How you doing? Hi. Thanks for calling hey, in. Good. So, what you got? Okay, so I guess like. Mine is like, so the reason why I asked that question is because it, it kind of adds to what um, Mr. Boom was saying. So like my my mom um, has been going through mental health basically in a sense like my whole life. I didn't know this until like recently when she came here to visit me that she admitted that like in the past she had went to go see a therapist and they basically told her that she was manic and she never like went any further to like go get any help. So, like, when I can, I just, you know, try to talk her down, like, because my mom would just call, like, at random times. Like, she could be, like, I live 900 miles away from her right now. So, like, if she's having a moment, she'll call. And it's like, if you don't answer the phone call in that moment, you may not get her again, like, that day. So, it's like, when she oh, calls, wow. either you answer or you send her a text message and just make sure that, you know, she's okay and that she's good. And just let her, you know, talk through what it is she got to say, like what she has to say. Sometimes it's just helpful for me just to be like that listening ear and just not mm -hmm. to respond. Because if I respond, then she'll be like, well, why do you feel that? Like she'll feel like I'm pitting myself against her and I'm not. Come, become, defensive. become defensive. Yeah. Okay. So um, how long have you been dealing with that with your mother? Um, has it been since a child or how long? Um, technically, it's been since a child. But that's also because like my mother also like has... So I've like she has co coexisting um, disorders, and the reason I said it is because she also has a drug abuse issue. So it's like they coexist with one another because when one happens, the other happens. So there will be times when she like literally is talking to herself, and she thinks she's talking to one of us, and gets mad when we don't respond, <laughs> but we're, but yeah. we know that yeah. she's not talking to us. Right. So. Right. Well, listen, uh, Shay, one, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody else has a parent that goes through it, but that cannot be easy. One, because that's your mother, you know, uh, that's definitely deep. And dear, I am wishing you all the good vibrations. I hope that your mother um, comes to terms with her condition and that she definitely goes and gets help because that cannot be easy. Remember, it is not your burden. All you can do is um, be a listening ear. You know, uh, she has to want to get the help for herself. Uh, shout out to the dude, Sean, and I think that's Memin that uh, joined. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to the next question that I have as we almost begin to wrap up here. We've talked a lot about mental health, uh, mental health issues, emotional issues. Everybody's kind of shared their story. I want to hear from everybody, even those on the line, doesn't matter who goes first. What do you do or what advice can you give um, someone else to keep their mental health in check. What are some ways that you work on your mental health? Who I have to start. <laughs> I'll Let's go, go I'll go with the instance one. Take that break from work. You know, it's good to take care of business, but, you know, we were not made to work six or 70 hours a week and all this crazy stuff. Don't mm -hmm. forget to take care of yourself, go on vacation. If you want to just sit in the house and read a book, that's relaxing for you, do that. 
You want to go sit at the beach and just do nothing, but take time to yourself to just relax. And also be happy for what you have, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. Don't let Absolutely. social media make you think that you're supposed to have a house in the hills with a Range Rover in the garage, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's life is different. So just, you know, be happy with what you have and always work on being a better version of yourself, but don't compare yourself to the next person. All right, that's all I got. I'm gonna let, <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all say some more stuff. <laughs> all right, like a bug, what you got? Set boundaries. Mm, that's a great one. And I know we talk about a lot on this podcast, but when I emphasize, when I set boundaries for myself, because I'm not a, I don't talk on the phone a lot. So unless you're like family or friends who I consider family, I'm probably not going to talk on the phone with you. I'm going to text you unless it's an emergency. I had to set boundaries because I'm not the kind of person who wants to be on the phone for three, four, five hours. And I worked a 12 hour shift back in the day. So it's like, I need to set boundaries. I'm not the kind of person who wants to car ride with you and do everything with you all the time. You know, I had to set boundaries. I'm not a needy friend. I'm like one of those friends that love you from a distance and I can be there for you when you need. So I had to set boundaries for myself. Now, other people may be different. I'm like, hey, I can be with everyone all the time. It don't, that's cool. But if you are the kind of person who's like, you know what? I don't enjoy this. I don't like this. You need to communicate that and then set boundaries and to de-stress as much as you can. You know, work, we try as hard as we can to de-stress, but anything extra in your life that you're taking on that you don't need to be taking on, but you do it because you feel obligated or you do it because it's expected, mm -mm. de-stress, cut it out. You don't need it. You don't have to do it. Take time for yourself. That's it. Absolutely. I, good absolutely. stuff, good stuff. Anybody else on the line have any ways that they can tell someone how to work on their mental health, things that you do? Shay, so, you got something? I got something for you. So I'm going to piggyback on basically what both of them said. So boundaries are definitely important because if you don't set them, people are going to always continue to try to overstep them. Absolutely. Um, but then also self-care. Like if you don't care for yourself, who else will you like? Sometimes you have to be selfish and put yourself first. So sometimes you have to put that boundary up to like let people know like, you know, I come before you understand you have this issue and you have this going on. But I need to take this moment to, to care for myself. So therefore, like right now, I can't listen to you because if I listen to you, I'm not going to be in a good headspace. So, you know, like for me, um, affirmations, like in the morning time, I'll send text messages out to people and I'll literally just be expressing like how I feel, like reminding them to like have a good day, reminding them that we all have those moments where we where we're not in the right headspace, but that's okay. Um, getting massages, like various different things that I do to care for myself, like reading, things like that. I agree, Shay. Those are great. Keeping up those hobbies. Angel also said that um, we have a caller on the line. Ranting now. King, what you got? Don't be on this show when you have freaking twins. It's a lot of stress. <laughs> you got hey, twins, King? How you doing, man? You know who I am. Hey, look. I just want hey, to... What, what's going on with you, Zilla? <laughs> I am fucking stressed out. I need some sleep. I tell you, I, I understand that. But uh, Zilla, you got any um, any tips that people could use to help with their mental health? 
Yeah. Um, stay away from the fucking ass bullies. <laughs> Kick their ass. Kick their teeth down their damn throat. I guess that. that. All right, Kenny. If, that, that, if that's what you gotta do, that's what you gotta do. Sounds right. like self care to me. <laughs> it does. There Listen, you, you cannot yeah. let the bullies get you. You have to stand up for yourself. That's also setting boundaries as well. That goes into what Like Definitely. a Bug was saying. And also play some damn music in your head. Mm. Mm. Yeah, music helps. Music Soothing. is healing. Yes, music is beautiful. Music is healing. Yes. And listen is. to rain as well. Rain helps. Ooh, yes. Rain sounds. They have them on YouTube. Seth said that. Um, you can go on YouTube yeah. and stream some things. Rain sounds, sleep sounds. What else you got, King? <sighs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> That's all you got. It's all good. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I got plenty on this one. I've been through uh, hell. We got one, one more. Give us one more. Listen to listen to what's inside your heart. And I'm out. Mm. That's a really good Thank one. You, Thank King. you, King. Thank you so much. That, that was awesome. That was a really good one. Really? Yes. Listen to what's inside your heart. Artiste, do you have any before I go? Uh, Definitely. Um, I'll add a couple here. One I like that helps me out the most is defining happiness. You know, um, I do not believe happiness is a destination because if you make it one, then you have to be unhappy until you get there. I believe happiness is a choice, you know, so you define it. You know, you set those parameters and decide what happiness means to you. Happiness can be as simple as Netflix and chill with a good mm. blanket, you know, and, and the weather, you know, and the temperature and the thermostat just at 68 degrees the way you like. You know, with, with a bowl of your favorite soup, you know, bills are paid. That can be happiness. You don't have to define it as anyone else's. It's personal, you know. So define happiness, you know, choose it and don't make it a destination somewhere that's set way off in the future, 10 years. Come from on. Now, or I'll be happy when I lose 50 pounds. Or, you know, Come what on. are you going to do along the way? You know, you know, you want to be happy while you're losing the weight. You don't want to just, just be happy getting there. So defining happiness for me is key. It's so important. And um, and just choosing it. Every day choosing happiness. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That. Now, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was really good. You have to be able to know what makes you happy. If you don't, you'll never get there. That is a good one. I have just a couple. The first one that I'm going to um, tell everybody to do, um, you know, we're all glued to our phones. I would tell you to log out and unplug as much as you can. I think on a day-to-day -day basis, we all digest negativity, even when we don't want to. Things autoplay on your timeline. You see all these negative stories. Uh, make sure that you just unplug from all that stuff. You don't have to take in unnecessary trauma, unnecessary negative negativity by way of the internet. Uh, another one that I have is get some sleep. Um, we live in a hustle grind kind of world where you know people make videos and tell you, if you're broke, you shouldn't sleep. I'm gonna tell them they'll lie. <laughs> Go to sleep, okay? When you sleep, whatever you're worrying about, whatever is going on, uh, you'll handle it better once you uh, get some rest. Another one of mine is eat clean. Um, I'm a firm believer in a lot of the foods and processed stuff that we eat from the sugar 
it does have a direct effect on your mental health. When you eat clean, I promise you, you'll think clearer. Um, I am a, uh, I have a testimony about that, but I'm gonna give it to y'all right now. And then like Boom said, uh, just make sure that you're grateful. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people worry about uh, their past, comparing themselves to their past or to a future that's not even here yet. You just need to stop sometimes and be grateful. Write down the good things in your life. Reflect on the good things in your life and just be grateful. If you always come from a place of gratitude, I promise you, you'll feel better. Stop thinking from a place of lack of what you used to have or what you don't have right now. Always come from a place of gratitude and um, you'll be good. DeLacy, do I have any food suggestions? Not right now, but I, I will get them to you. So does anybody else have anything else to add when it comes to mental health issues and awareness before we wrap up? Real quick, um, what you said about unplugging, if you have an iPhone, it will give you the average amount of hours that you are on your phone per day. And it is scary. So it's very important to us. Very important to unplug in that, you know, that report helped me, you know, it'll tell you spent this many times on the screen. I'm like, I did. Oh, no, I have to unplug. So that is true. We got a special call on the line. Yams with the yams. <laughs> what hey. you got? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I just got in here five seconds ago. So it's all good. We're I happy that heard, you're here. I haven't heard all the things y'all been talking about. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. We covered a lot. But I did hear the question about food suggestions. Yes. And I would suggest cutting back sugar. Absolutely. Cutting out processed foods. Absolutely. Anything that comes from them center aisles, anything that's going to break down and turn into sugar in the body. Because sugar is going to keep you fat and feeling gross. That's just my two cents. And it poisons your mind. Well, Yams, let me give you this other question. So we're basically going through things that you can do to um, help your mental health. So mine was like eat clean. Mr. Boom would stop comparing. We had unplug, self-care. Um, mm -hmm. What are some things that you do personally that helps with your mental health and emotional health? So for me, I see slash talk to a mental health professional every other week just mm -hmm. to check in, make sure that I'm gathering the tools that I need to keep being a better version of me, learning from things that I've done in the past and growing from those. Um, and so the therapist really helps with the checking in of those things mm -hmm. um, because you don't know what you don't know. And then sleep is another really important one that I would include. Um, the body needs sleep to recharge, to get rid of toxins, to do all the things that it needs to do to fuel you each day. Absolutely. And getting a proper night's sleep is one way to do that for yourself. And everybody doesn't necessarily need like eight or nine hours of sleep, but finding and sticking to a routine makes a difference. Um, and then far wise as mental health for me, um, I found it very important to have a morning routine. And so mm -hmm. I get up around the same time every morning. 
I get up, I read my affirmations, I spend some time meditating, I brush my teeth and scrape my tongue and just do things to get my day in motion before Mm -hmm. I participate in work because you have to show up for yourself before you show up for other people. One more time. Who you got to show up for? Got to show up for self before you can show up fully for anybody else. That's absolutely right. And I think that ties into people that said, you know, setting boundaries and things like that as well. Um, On the show, we just been talking about uh, mental health awareness. And those were really, 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 really good. Anybody else got anything else before we close out the show? No, we all good. Well, listen, I hope that um, who, all of you that joined um, got something from this show. Again, um, we should be concerned about mental health, not just today, but every single day. And if you need help, you can call 1-800-662-HELP, 1-800-662-4357. You can also call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Give those numbers to somebody that it can help. I want to thank Artiste Colon so much for trusting us with the show. Hopefully we didn't break it. Uh, Mr. Boom for having my back, my amazing producer. Everybody that joined, Shay, Yams, Like Above, uh, King, Seth. Um, and yes, we'll be back Thursday. Well, not this Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. But we're on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays are Topic Tuesdays. Thursdays we lit and all over the place. Once again, thank you so much for joining. We'll catch y'all later. Same time, same place. Peace. Peace out. You did amazing job. You killed it. Thank you. Can I have my job back, please? Yes, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. All right, we, we out of here. Good night, y'all.